Jesus said to his disciples, let us go across to the other side. Open our eyes and our ears to feel you more today through these words. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The disciples, along with Jesus, are called to go to the other side of the sea. Among them are experienced fishermen. So normally, this journey should not be a problem. The conditions are all but normal, for a great windstorm arises, and the waves begin to beat the boat. And as astute and experienced seafarers, they recognize that the storm is grave, like any of us would do. They begin to call out for help. Perhaps I can imagine them crying aloud, singing a Hebrew precursor to the Christian hymn, Nearer My God to Thee. Seeing Jesus calmly asleep, they ask, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? God, do you not see that we are in trouble? Jesus' response to the disciples amidst this peril seems a little harsh. Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? These are words that sound more like the famous basketball coach, Bobby Knight, than a loving and caring God. Yet I believe, I believe, that Jesus is reminding them of something much more profound. Jesus is visible before the storm. Jesus is among them in the storm. And Jesus will be their guide after the storm. In other words, the disciples do not ride alone in the boat of life. Yes, there will be storms that need to be dealt with. There will be disasters. There will be times when death lurks around the corner. Even in those times, we travel with a presence that invites us to deep peace and stillness. For God is our shelter and strength a very present help in trouble. Realizing the presence of God amidst the turmoil of life is a fundamental aspect of our faith journey. For faith is not intellectual certainty, nor does faith somehow arrive fully. Faith is a work in progress, an acceptance of the profound truth of God's grace. As Paul reminds us in the epistle today, it is grace that does not come cheap, but requires that we consistently amend our lives, confront our fears, relying on the widening of our hearts and our spiritual eyes. In our first lesson today, we read about David and Saul. David is an example of someone who continues on the journey of faith. He is one of the most flawed individuals in scripture or perhaps in history. He's an adulterer, a murderer, a cheat, and at times an 
utterly ruthless individual. Yet David's redeeming quality is his ability to confront all of these things when he is made aware and repent in order to continue on his journey across life's shore. Then we have Saul. Saul was someone who was afraid to cross to the other side. He did not confront the darkness within him. Remember, Saul, like David, was chosen. They were both anointed by the prophet priest Samuel to be the king of this great nation. Yet Saul's jealousy of the young David and his insecurity remains unconfronted. He becomes consumed by evil. He does not feel the presence of God, and he does not feel goodness that should be abounding within him. The absence of a moral compass and virtue consume him, and for the rest of his life as king, he is haunted. He tries to kill David, and he physically pursues David for the entirety of his life. Beloved, getting to the other side of insecurity and fear is no simple task. We can only do it if we feel the presence of a higher reality, the reality of God in our life. We can only get across the other side of our fears and insecurity and exorcise the evil and demons that inhabit emptiness with the power of the life-giving, liberating, and most Holy Spirit. As organizations and individuals, the past 19 months have been a great time of anxiety. Whether you are like Saul, a powerful figure, or like the disciples, someone dedicated to following the Master, this fear, this fear has been real. Trying to cross the sea that we call the pandemic is difficult. You know, in in formal homiletic training, you know, the, the training for preaching and all that, we are told as priests to be prudent with referencing personal experience. Well, right now, I'm going to be a little imprudent. In all honesty, as a follower of Jesus, there have been times during this pandemic storm that I felt like it was too much to handle. I was consistently worried. Will CNN survive this? Am I equipped to handle the responsibilities of being a son, a spouse, a father, a pastor? Intellectually, I knew I have to be cool, calm, and collected. Yet there were points of great fear and great anxiety. I realized that I cannot be cool, calm, collected, relying on my intellect, relying on myself. This is where a trusting relationship with God came to the fore. Trusting in the work of the Holy Spirit to guide me is of great comfort. 
And it is during these times, during these times, along with the daily office, the morning office, which I pray by myself, the evening office, I pray either by myself or online with our fellow daily office uh, prayers. It was during these times that I meditated on an image and a hymn that continues to help me get across to the other side. The image is an all too familiar one. It's that of a lighthouse. In the midst of oceans and turbulent waters, the lighthouse visual points to my ultimate reliance on God. And as I meditate on that image, the beautiful poetry by John Henry Newman plays in my ear. Lead kindly light amidst the encircling gloom. Lead thou me on. The night is dark, and yes, I am far from home. Lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet. I do not ask to see the distant scene, because one step is enough for me. So long thy power hath blessed me, sure it still will lead me on over moor and fen, over crag and torrent, till the night is gone. And with the morn, those angels' faces smile, which I have loved long since and lost a while. Newman penned these words when he found himself on a boat from the Sicilian city of Palermo. He was going to Marseille, France. He was recovering after being dangerously ill with a fever, and he was on a boat to return to his native England. His broader life shows the amount of adversity he faced. His family faced financial insecurity when his father's bank collapsed during a financial crisis. He was chronically nervous and anxious which debilitated this great mind from thriving academically. His beloved sister passed away. All of these events were part and parcel of his journey to cross the sea, and they also contributed to penning those words. Lead kindly light amidst the encircling gloom. Lead thou me on. The night is dark, and I am far from home. Lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet. I do not ask to see the distant scene. For one step, one step is enough for me. Jesus invites all of us to go across to the other side, knowing who we are, knowing our frailties, our foibles. If you have felt or are feeling challenged, fearful or insecure, insecure, know that you are not alone. If you have felt slighted or pressed down, I invite you not to allow those feelings to consume you. Rest yourself in God through prayer whether it is the image of the lighthouse or any other image. Enter into the inner cave of your heart and mind, centering yourself on the words of Jesus. 
Peace, be still. Amidst the fears and insecurities that we face in life, I invite you to look to the eternal lighthouse, the morning star, for it is in that light we receive peace and stillness. It is in that stillness and peace that we are invited to feed on Jesus to imbibe his very peace, a peace that the world cannot give but can only receive through the experience of God's most holy body and blood, given and received through the power of the Holy Spirit. Blessings on your week.